Derek Olson here to reconstruct the prehistoric past with you. In this episode, we are going to look at the many strange enigmas concerning the Nazca Lions and the Palpa and Paracas geoglyphs. But before we do, I want to remind you, if you haven't heard, that registration is now live for our second annual Megalithic Marvels of Egypt tour coming this May 2023. I want to personally invite you to join me and renowned Egyptologist and tour guide Mohammed Ibrahim for literally the adventure of a lifetime. I'm talking a 12-day expedition. We're going to see and touch the world's greatest superstructures. And for a very limited time, you can receive $300 off registration by using code EGYPT2023. That's code EGYPT2023, all caps and all together. And I really hope you will consider joining us. We're going to see probably over 20 sites. And uh, our great Egypt adventure will culminate in a incredible uh, private tour of the Great Pyramid where we're going to explore every chamber and passageway. It's going to be life-changing. You can click the link below in the show notes or go to megalithicmarvels.com forward slash tours for all the info. So imagine with me that it's circa 1930. You are a pilot flying over one of the most dry and desolate locations on earth, the Nazca Desert of southern Peru. Time seems to stand still as you soar high above this vast, barren landscape that stretches mile after mile. Suddenly, something out of the corner of your eye catches your attention. You squint and strain for a closer look. Are your eyes playing tricks on you? Hundreds and hundreds of thick trapezoidal triangular lines, some that look like giant runways and huge geometric figures depicting animals and birds are staring you in the face. What are these, you wonder? Well, you just happen to be one of the first humans of the modern era to have discovered what has come to be known today as the Nazca Lines. And that's literally how these lines were revealed to the world, I believe, in the 1930s by uh, pilots flying over that region of Peru. There's so many crazy enigmas concerning these Nazca lines and uh, the Palpa and Paracas geoglyphs that a lot of people don't know about. So that's what I want to get into today for a few minutes. And I think you're really going to enjoy uh, this episode. So estimated to have been created as early as 500 BC and as recent as 500 AD, the Nazca Lions cover hundreds of square miles and they're really some of the most mysterious geoglyphs known uh, to man. You know, there's obviously geoglyphs all over the world in different places, but these are some of the most mysterious and famous, really. And I think I came to the same conclusion that so many others have when I first flew over the Nazca lines years ago, uh, it really does seem that these anomalous works of art were tailor-made to be viewed from thousands of feet up in the air. And these geoglyphs feature uh, over 800 straight lines, 150 geometric figures, and about 70 plant or zoomorphic shapes uh, depicting you know, animal-type creatures. Uh, however, over a thousand more geoglyphs 
can be found about 30 miles north of Nazca, near Palpa, Peru. And even more can be found all the way to the coast near Paracas. And the Palpa and Paracas geoglyphs, these seem to be more three-dimensional and feature more like humanoid and even insectoid-looking figurines. Very strange. And I'm going to uh, link an article on megalithicmarvels.com in the show notes that has a lot of pictures of these lines and these figurines. Now, some of the largest geoglyphs, this is crazy, are nearly three football fields in length. And some of the longest straight lines extend for many, many, many miles. Uh, There's one triangle geoglyph, check this out, that I believe is about six miles. In this thing, if you're looking at it uh, from an aerial view, appears almost laser accurate in shape. And when you do some research, you find out that the ground underneath this triangle geoglyph, and I believe many others, it has been stamped down approximately two feet throughout its entirety. Okay, so imagine a six mile long geoglyph from the sky that looks like this almost perfect long triangle. But it's not just the shape of a triangle that's been drawn. The ground is literally stamped down or almost shaved down two feet throughout its entirety. Something else amazing to point out is that scientists from the University of Dresden measured the magnetic field and found that it changes eight feet below the surface of many of the lines. And they also discovered that the ability to conduct electrical currency was 8,000 times higher on the lines themselves. So that is very anomalous as far as I understand. So let's talk about next, um, how were the Nazca lines uh, made? Well, many researchers believe that some of the lines were created to track the course of underground water flowing down from the Andes Mountains. Uh, Anthony F. Avini, author of The Lines of Nazca, affirms uh, this theory and suggests that the 800 miles worth of straight lines map the direction of water sources in a highly advanced irrigation system which the Nazca had produced. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. I mean, that's incredible in itself. Um, Other researchers believe that some of the lines were created for solar and lunar alignment purposes. Uh, Senior astronomer at the Adler Planetarium, uh, Phyllis Pitlagland, performed computer-aided studies of star alignments and asserted that the giant spider figurine of Nazca is an anamorphic diagram of the constellation Orion. Uh, Some of the geoglyphs appear to even feature intricate mathematical 
diagrams. And again, when you look at the photos of these, uh, specifically this spider figure, uh, which we're going to have linked below in the show notes in that article, it is just crazy to look at these, not just the artistic nature of it, uh, but the accuracy and, and even the precision in ways. Uh, still other researchers believe that many of the lines were created for a more ceremonial or spiritual purpose and wonder if the Nazca lines weren't made so as to communicate with what the ancient artists believed were the gods. Uh, to substantiate this theory, many of these researchers point to one of the strangest of all these geoglyphs known as El Astronato or the Astronaut. And if you've seen this figurine, uh, it literally appears almost to be some sort of humanoid-looking giant. And it's also worth noting that uh, ancient petroglyphs depicting three-fingered humanoids have been discovered in the Nazca Desert as well. That was something I didn't uh, learn till recently, and I saw some photographs and video of these. And to me, that's very striking that near these lines... Near this humanoid giant looking geoglyph are ancient petroglyphs. We're talking thousands of years old uh, that depict humanoid looking creatures and some that have three fingers. Very strange. So those, those are some reasons of maybe why the Nazca lines were made. I believe all of those might be true, including some other theories. So now let's talk about who made the Nazca lines? While most scholars attribute the Nazca culture alone to making the lines somewhere, again, between 500 BC and 500 AD, um, I like to point to author and researcher Brian Forster. Uh, I hung out with him several years ago in Nazca and actually saw um, the Nazca lines with him. And uh, he wrote a book called Nazca Decoding the Riddle of the Lines. And it's got a lot of great nuggets in it. I would recommend purchasing that. I think you can find it on Amazon. And um, he lives actually um, near Nazca. Um, so I, I think that, that holds a lot of weight. The guy lives there. He's written books about it. Lives it, eats it, breathes it many times throughout the year. And uh, Brian Forster believes that not all of the lines and figures were made at the same time by the Nazca culture. And he states that the Nazca were the last of the lion and geoglyph builders, but not the first. They were created by two cultures. One, the Nazca people, but prior to the Nazca, the Paracas culture who lived in the region approximately uh, from 800 BC to 180. And uh, yeah, you might have guessed it. This is the culture that possessed the strange elongated skulls, some of the largest elongated skulls in the world. And no, they were not all elongated due to cradle headboarding. Some of them were, but the majority of those in, in Nazca, or, or many of them, I should say, were natural elongated skulls, as we call them, uh, meaning they've got 20 to 30% more cranial mass than ours, they're missing the sagittal suture lines. They've got larger eye sockets than ours. So all that points to genetics. But that's a rabbit trail. 
So Brian has stated that the lines he believes were made over the course of approximately 1,000 years, uh, starting at the Pacific coast of Paracas, where we find the giant candle abra geoglyph, and then going down through Palpa, and then finally here to the Nazca Plateau. So I find it fascinating that Brian makes a connection between the Nazca lines and the elongated skull culture of Paracas. Again, where some of these elongated Paracas skulls have much larger cranial volume and they're like 60% heavier than conventional human skulls, among many other genetic anomalies. I find it a likely theory that the Nazca lines, including the geoglyphs of Palpa and Paracas, uh, were created by at least two cultures spanning several hundred years. I also see credibility with a hypothesis that there could be more than one reason why these geoglyphs and lines were made. Maybe some was to track the course of water, some for astronomical alignment purposes, and yes, some to commemorate or even communicate with what the builders thought were the gods. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and check out my last episode where I feature an interview I recently did with researcher Mark Carpenter, where we talk about the infamous giant Denisovan tooth that was discovered in a Siberian cave years ago that he believes vindicates the ancient tradition of giants. You can click the link below in the show notes and I'll see you over there. Until next time, keep exploring. Megalithic Marvel.